0: We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda.
1: And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real-life conversation
0: about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together.
1: Well, Lori, I think today a great topic would be to talk about COVID. Not that we want to talk anymore about COVID. I know media
0: has been full of this for the past almost 18 months. Oh my goodness. I can't even listen uh. to the radio because oh, no. I feel like when I listen to the radio, it's the exact same as it was one year ago, every day. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, CFRA. I'm like, tune it out. I literally listen to it once a month. Oh, same thing. (laughs) I know the same thing in the news, but I feel like, you know,
1: even unpacking how we are kind of walking through this season and personally, but even on the church front and walking out of the season, how we're kind of looking at the big scope of church. And it's been quite the journey. I remember when this first happened a year, a year and a half ago now almost, you know, we had just finished the heart conference
0: and it was literally like night and day. That weekend, that weekend we had heart conference. It was unbelievable. Had like a thousand women through the church and the next week. Wow. The next week, I mean, it was on the radar, but it wasn't really overly on the radar. Like even that weekend, it wasn't, we weren't like worried about it or thinking about it. I don't even think we prayed about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't really on the radar as like a major focus, but literally by the end of that week, we got shut down, I think on the Friday or the Saturday night. And that was it. We didn't gather again for church for like till Father's Day. I know it was quite something. I remember even when it first happened, (laughs) this is how naive.
1: I think a couple of the staff were like, oh, this will just be a couple, two, three weeks and we'll be back up and running. Here we are June, 2020, almost June, 2021. Yeah, Yeah. My goodness, but it's been quite the journey. Now, aside from COVID itself, like not even just that and all the realities of that and the views and the medical and all of that. It's really been interesting to watch in our relationships, in our church family, in our personal families, Just how it has been a very difficult journey on some other levels of wanting to really divide and kind of trying, it's almost like you see the enemy using this to really put dividers between friendships, between family members, close family members, spouses, children, uh, friendships, and even our church family where it's become this even interesting spiritual journey for some people like it's kind of gotten into that
0: place yeah really really intertwined i mean i've heard more stories over the last year i think than ever in the history of my pastoring about people who like families that have been divided yes friendships, long, lifelong friendships that have become divided, that have literally stopped being friends over issues of, you know, vaccine or no vaccine, or do they agree with how the government's handled it or not, or even racial issues, or like, I mean, major, deep, personal, political views, political views, and even how that plays into, I mean, it's just been the intensity of that and I would have never expected that last March as we entered into a season like this that that would have been kind of the the fallout Mm. of a season like this it's been quite on a large scale and happening like I I'm pretty sure that everyone who's listening has someone in their life that they could say right now Mm. that they're maybe maybe the relationship isn't over but there's conflict around or disagreement around how they see things. I think every one of us has people that are either in our life or who have left our life who we are in disagreement with in how we see what's happening or how we're choosing to respond to what's happening and that's intense.
1: It's really intense because even in the past year and a half when you look at what's just happened With, you know, when you think of Black Lives Matter, when you think about all the racial, you think of all of the pain, the suffering, you think of that. Then we go into COVID. You go into all the restrictions and how people view the restrictions, what they do, what they don't do, how they view even you breaking (laughs) or not breaking like different viewpoints. And, you know, if they find something out, it's like
0: this it's shame, There's shame. Tons of oh, shame lots around of shame. all different yeah and
1: lots of grieving lots of sorrow a lot of people have lost people a lot of people have missed major milestones we were even talking this morning about our kids you know whether it's been high school grads proms sports major milestones weddings funerals oh, my goodness. oh like i think of people yeah. in our church that have passed away that we weren't able to have the celebration of service to honor their lives and their legacy the way that we would have and so i think all of that you put into one big and i'm not even touching the surface no. isolation no. on oh no school on the depth home, of it yeah people losing jobs yeah. businesses like i mean yeah.
0: beyond the devastation beyond
1: the intensity of the past yeah. year and a half and i just you know i really can see as we've been talking to be more like jesus There's a message that stands out so much to me. It's like, we want to be more like Jesus, but we want people to be like us as we serve Jesus. And that is actually not unity. That's actually not unity. There's a falsehood in that because it's easy to draw people that are like-minded, that think the same, that want the same, are like us, because then it's like, oh, perfect. We're on the same page, but we're watching all these major things flare up. And it really is an incredible season of humility. That we've been walking as a church in leadership, like repenting, acknowledging our brokenness, our blindness, our lack of understanding and sympathy and ignorance. Been, we've been walking this journey, deep journey of understanding that. But the same token, it's also been used in such a powerful dynamic by God to say like, but this is where healing is. This is where real unity happens when you can acknowledge and even see things different. But in the end, love one another and hear one another and decide that you're going to walk together. And I feel like we, we could say that easily in words, but I can say in my own life, there's been really challenging personal relationships that we can't talk about COVID. We can't talk about politics. We can't talk about even spiritual matters because I don't see these things in the same spiritual way. And so it's been a really tough that's been really hard on my heart emotionally. Yeah. To constantly walking that it's almost like you're not guarded, but you're kind of walking a little, a little bit, bit of like a tightrope. Yeah. Yeah. The tensions all the time of like, is this okay to say or am I ready if I say this? This is what I'm and I'm talking about close relationships with myself. Yeah. yeah. And uh but I think at the end of the day it's about unity and it's not about our way. It's about honestly, we can all see things different, but at the end of the day, we've really got to we've got to be okay with that people won't always think like we think
0: yeah yeah i remember uh, recently in one of our heartstrong mornings somebody asked a question around you know people who go out and do protests you know against the government's restrictions and you know anti-mask rallies and all of these things and like you know what should our re- uh, and even particularly the question was around when christians do that you know what should our response be and i'm curious to know like what would your thoughts be on a question like that like because there are and we We've seen it and we know people, we have people that are, you know, in our own lives who have very strong views about, you know, how the government has responded and, you know, our rights are being violated and, you know, all of these things are, you know, sort of on the table and what should our response be as Christians? What, how would you answer something like that? Or what would you say to that? What's your thoughts on sort of navigating those tensions as Christians?
1: Oh that's a loaded question isn't it but i think the the number one thing is to realize you're not always right like you're not always right and i think even for myself i may look yeah. on the judgment seem be yeah. like why are you doing that right i I may not be right. Like, I, I don't know. And we're all figuring this out together. Like, yeah. it's, we're all handling it different. But you know what? What I have come to realize in my 46 years of life is that we all have different gifting. We all have different passions. Different things flare up. And that always has to be subjected to the foot of Christ. It can't be about us. It can't be about our own flesh wanting that affirmation or that validation. But I do know, like, there are have been reformers through the years. And thank you, God. For the reformers or the lawyers that are fighting the constitutional rights that are being looked, you know, reviewed right now that are really taking away some constitutional rights and decisions from Canadians. I have the greatest respect. But I think when we start to gift project, to be like, I feel this passion about this, God could literally be putting you might have that desire that boldness as a reformer God's put that in you I mean that always has to be submitted to a place that it is in a place of humility it's never and love a, and love exactly not out of a place of needing to be right or needing to be like it's not about you it's really about a bigger purpose and I think I'm not talking about that today but I think what I have found that in those seasons we if we start to compare one another or say, because you're not doing this, you're at a, a ma- anti-mask rally, you're not there. You actually don't care about Canada. Or you don't care about your family. You don't care about the future. That's not right. And at the same token, you know, we all have the right to handle this as we, we feel convicted to do. And we also have to be careful, if we're on the other side, to be pointing the finger and be like, well, that's wrong. Like, look at them doing that. Now, I know there's a lot to that. As I say that, I know there's complexities there's a lot of medical and safety. I'm not, I'm not diminishing the value of all of that, but I think we really have to take a step back and be like, you know, as much as I have the right to have some of these belief systems and deal with the consequences and what I choose, that person also has the right to make certain decisions and they have to deal with the consequences they choose. Yeah. And I I know that's, it's actually very complex. That's probably, that's probably very black and white, but we do need wisdom. Yeah. And we need to also follow what we feel, like the convictions of our own heart, our own family. And then we've gotta be able to walk in grace with one another and yeah. let each other, some people are gonna make mistakes. Yeah, We might look back and say, wow, like I I, I was like that, wow, that was quite the season. And I, I maybe didn't handle that as well. We've gotta allow each other to make the mistakes. And if some people are reckless, those are things and consequences that they're gonna have to live with as well. If you've been ultra protective, Those are some of the things too that you're going to have to like mentally, emotionally also have to kind of work through. And I think it's just a matter of how are we actually going to come out of this unified when all the dust settles, like when we're now back together and we've seen people doing things on Facebook or not doing things on Facebook. And then we bring all of those judgment calls, all of those emotions now back into a building face to face. Yeah. Trying to have relationship in proximity. So anyway. That's how I
0: was, I'm, I'm unpacking this as we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Because we're in it
1: too and we're oh, trying to yeah. figure it out.
0: So what, do you, what would be your thoughts to it? Well, you know, it's interesting because as you're talking about it, like I'm sensing even your own, um, t- trying to be sensitive or tender to even I- espousing your own opinions about it. Like I feel the tensions of that too, even in this conversation that like, like it's almost like you, it's almost like we have been taught Or all these tensions have taught us to be so careful with what we say or with what our opinions are about certain things, because we don't want to incite hate on either side of what we, the way that we see it. But I love what you said, because, and and I think it's what we, where we have to get to, because you and I could get on this podcast right now and we could say, hey, like, this is what I think and just be really opinionated about how we see things and all of that. And we could do that but i think the point is and i think what i hear, heard you say and i love is like what if all of us actually laid down those strong opinions that we have about how we think you know things have been handled how you know how we see it what our perspective is different ways that we could have handled things you know church opening church closing wearing masks vaccines all of these things what if we actually laid those opinions down at the foot of the cross and genuinely sought God genuinely sought Jesus for what is it that you're calling me to do in this season and even more than that who are you calling me to be in this season right and I can hear you kind of saying that it's like yeah you can be on either side and I agree with you wholeheartedly that I do believe that some are called to stand up for rights and what that looks like maybe it does Maybe it does look like going to a rally. I don't. I don't know. Um, Others are going to do it. Are going to pursue it in a legal fashion. You know, they're going to literally confront the the kinds of rights that are being challenged in this season. And I think that's their God-given gift and responsibility and part of the body of Christ. And it does remind me of Paul's description of the body, us each playing a part in the body. I think the 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 harder thing for us to figure out is. How do we work, as Paul encouraged us to, in unison in the body? How do we bring all those varying parts together? You know, when I look at my body... Each part of my body does something different, but no one part of my body is in competition with the other part. No one part of my body is trying to do the part that the other part of the body is designed to do. So how do we get to that place where we genuinely embrace the fullness of what God has called us to do, but we humbly lay down our will in our way and our rights, so to speak, our, our fleshly rights. how to lay those down and pick up our cross and follow Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love one another as we do it, even if that looks a little bit different we see this all the time with the gifts. We see this all the time with the spiritual gifts operating in the body of Christ, where one has a certain spiritual gift and another doesn't have that gift. Well, if I can't value that gift just because I don't have that gift, or if I think everybody should have the gift that I have because I'm so passionate about that gift, again, we have, we're have we creating tensions that we don't need to. These are actually meant to complement each other if Done in love and, like you said, humility. So, I think in the midst of all of this, you know, should we go to rallies? Should we do this? Should we? Do that? At the end of the day, honestly, I don't think that's for me personally to say for someone else. I think you can do that in a loving way if your heart is right before the Lord, and only God knows that. And I don't even know if we know if our heart is right, because mm-hmm. the Bible says our heart is deceitfully wicked. So a lot of times we don't even really truly know the, the state of our own heart. But I do think we all have to open our hands, even to the opinions that we hold. We've got to be open handed before the Lord to be led by him, mm. to be more like him. You know, Jesus definitely stood up for things but he never did it in the way that people expected him to do it. Mm. He never did it. They wanted an overthrowing of the way of the day, of the ways of Rome, of the oppression of Rome. They wanted this overthrowing to come through violence and you know, all the protests, whatever it would have been back then. But that wasn't the way of Jesus. But he did stand up and he did confront where the real issues are. And so, again, I think my encouragement... To anybody that's kind of wrestling with all of these tensions would just be first address the spiritual issues, the genuine spiritual issues of your heart. Because if hatred has come into your heart, if resentment or bitterness has come into your heart, you're not going to be able to actually be healthily expressing your part of the body of Christ. If it's coming from a place of hatred, if it's coming from a place of being against rather than standing for something, but being against someone, then I think we're playing right into the enemy's hands in, a, in something that could very well be intentionally coming from the Lord, but we're playing right into the enemy's hands and doing it in that way. You know, if divisions, if harsh divisions are coming into families, then somewhere, someone, has something happening inside of their heart space that has nothing to do with the issues at hand Mm -hmm. that are something that's going on in the heart space. Maybe it's fear. Maybe fear has gripped the heart of someone. And so from a fear place, it's like, you better not get the vaccine. The vaccine is this, the vaccine is that, or blah, 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 blah. We've seen a lot of that rise up, Mm -hmm. a lot of fear, a lot of conspiracy around vaccines a vaccine is just a vaccine. It's just medicine. You've had vaccines before. Probably you'll have them again. Probably a vaccine is just a vaccine. But if there's fear, then fear can bring division in families. But that's not like, that's not the best way that God intends for us Mm -hmm. to exercise that. Right? So it's all of those things. What is motivating the actions? I think we have to address that because that's what Jesus always addressed. He said, it's, you know, he said, "Sure, murder is a sin. Yeah, but even if you think about it, <laughs> mm, you've already done so it. So good, right? And so, so I think, I think, and and as you're saying, we're in a season of repentance. We're in a season of, you know, really coming before the Lord and really bringing, like, we want to have clean, clean hands and a pure heart. Really bringing our things before the Lord. Well, if we do that general, genuine reflection of our hearts, I think then maybe." we can be the right expression of the body of Christ and really value and really um, come together and bring what we're supposed to bring side by side in unity, even though it's going to look different. I don't know. So that's that's my, that's my little rant (laughs) way of saying it, Laura. Cause
1: I think like we're in this with each of you listening, like we are processing this, we're processing this on all levels, you know, as leaders in a church, as parents, Personally, as personally in our as own families in our own families as daughters you know and siblings and watching like yeah. there's a lot there friendships you know so we are processing and you know even you speaking to that another ca- a, a caution I would say as I've watched this unfold would be the influences that you do allow into your life as well because you can inundate yourself with a biased of media it doesn't have to just be like secular news it could be even Christian news that There could be someone that is opinions and that's all they're kind of infiltrating. Sometimes we need to drown out the noise of that, like just drown out the noise and get before the Lord and say, okay, God, how am I handling my relationships with people? Like, is this causing division with people? Am I getting into major arguments? This is not the fruit of the spirit. Like, is this creating good fruit? What I may be doing, maybe God's calling you to do something, but the fruitfulness is totally being robbed and destroyed and sometimes we need to drown out even the like exactly we talk about fear. We if we were on the news all the time, you would start to feel like i have i did feel that at one point it was like so much i was like oh my goodness we're never going to get out of this. Like right. oh, i had to literally say no, i am turning that down. I am dialing that down and i'm getting more into my word. I'm getting more in step with the holy spirit and asking him to give me the eyes to see in the spirit, not in the natural. The enemy wants to take us to focus on this being like our situation like you're saying but it's spiritual like you're saying it's a spiritual issue that god's going to but god is still moving the church is not in a building someone said oh it's too bad we can't meet as a church i'm like when did the church ever stop meeting <laughs> I'm
0: like we're the church amen we
1: are the church and we're filled with the holy spirit you can pick up a phone call and i'm not you know okay when i'm saying this i know it's it, this is not ideal you and i can say it right off we can't stand being oh, away. Oh from my gosh! Sundays and we, everyone listening, we cannot wait to be together. Like we long for it. It's actually so so discouraged. We have to continually spiritually bring ourselves not to go there to say, "No, God, we believe you have a purpose. We believe you are going to bring us through this," because we could get very discouraged. We miss all of you so much that come to our church. But we love what God's also done online, heartstrong. People in their relationships are growing closer if we choose to see the miraculous in the midst of the circumstance. And so that would be my caution is to dial down the media of the natural and of the world. Dial it down. Because even opinions of people you respect may not be something like it comes into your heart and it creates something that is not good. So dial it down and get before the Lord and just allow Him to lead and guide you in this season, to give you fresh eyes to see. And uh, know that we are really praying for all of you. And we're really asking the Holy Spirit in our own lives too. (laughs) We're praying too that God would help us to be more like Him. And in doing so, we would love one another. And we'll come out of this season like it's going to be a lot to damage control too, and a lot of pain, a lot of just uncertainty. But what I really want to see in my own spirit is that I am resolved to be a peacekeeper keeper and to work towards unity, like to love, to really say, God, help me to love. Even when something is so different than how I would take it or see it, may I not just dismiss it and be so quick to judge, but to really love and to listen and to see a person and to say, I don't know what you're doing there. You could be totally like revealing a purpose for someone. I don't know, but it's not for me to call. we really have to be responsible Mm -hmm. for our own heart space. So dial down Mm -hmm. and dial up the word of God, dial up his presence, dial up the supernatural to say like, what are you doing? Give me the eyes to see. And he will.
0: He yes, absolutely will. He will. He's faithful. He's so faithful. Okay. I want to tackle another sort of aspect of this conversation, but I, I'm going to need your help to sort of unpack it a little bit. But like, you know, I think there's been a hypersensitivity within Christians at this time, just because of the global scale. Of how the pandemic has impacted the entire world. And for us right now, like with the exception of probably the eldest generation that would be alive, for us in our lifetimes, we've never been through something that has affected the entire world at the same time. You know, our grandparents were alive during world wars. So I imagine at that time, too, there may have been for Christians this thought of, oh, end must be coming right and especially for countries that were specifically affected by those wars they would have imagined this is the this is part of the end time prophecy like this right you can imagine it It would look like it would
1: have looked like the devastation i mean i
0: remember my own grandfather telling me stories of how after the war ended he he was born in germany but after the war ended like there was no food like there was no food like they were he went hungry every day for like 10 years there was no food the the devastation on the country itself and the people of the country which is why he ended up immigrating to Canada you know and I we haven't had to live through you know something that devastating in that sense um but this has affected the entire world and so it makes us hypersensitive to you know what the scriptures talk about about the end times and about times of tribulation and you you know, it starts to make us question and maybe put some of the pieces together to try to figure out, are we coming into sort of an end time season? The reality is that you know the Holy Spirit fell and the end times began. And so for 2000 years, which to us seems like forever, it really isn't in light of eternity. It's a very short time but the end times has begun. So are we in the end times? Yes. And we have been for 2000 years. Could we be in the end times for another 2000 years? We have no idea that we're not to know that. And yes, we could be, maybe not, who knows. But regardless of that, you know, because there is this sensitivity or awareness to all of that, I think it's created a lot of, you know, even, even pastors and speakers and spiritual people and leaders and YouTube has gone absolutely crazy. I mean, and you have to realize anybody with a phone can make a video and post it onto Mm -hmm. YouTube. It's not the most credible source for information and they can say whatever, like whatever they want. Um, And I believe that people who are speaking on YouTube believe what they're saying, (laughs) but that doesn't necessarily make it capital T truth. So Mm -hmm. we have to be really discerning (laughs) with like what you just said, what we're listening to. But what would you say, like, as people are trying to process what's going on in terms of thinking this is part of the end times. And that means the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And that means this, and that means this, and all these, putting all of these pieces together and creating a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and a lot of like hypersensitivity to sort of everything that's unfolding you know, how would you speak to that? Or how do we reconcile that in terms of, because we are alive today and we are having to navigate all of this. So how do we, how do we deal with that? How do we reconcile that as believers? What's your thought on that? I know that's a huge question, but I just want to sort of talk that through together because I think a lot of people are carrying the weight of this, Mm. you know? That's a really
1: good question, Lori. Honestly, and thank you. Thank you for passing this over to me. <laughs> I
0: mean, no, I just want to talk about it. I'm not I like, love but, it. Yeah. You're like,
1: what do you think? I'm like, What's oh, wow. <laughs> Great. But you know what? Honestly, well, as you know, Revelation is one of my favorite books, and I am so excited when I read Revelation. And I, I think first and foremost, there's nothing to fear because God is with you. Like if God is with you. Who could be against you? And no matter how dark or bleak times become, We know this is not our home. We know the final end of the book, and that's why God allowed himself to be revealed through revelation to give us hope. Revelation is not to incite fear, but to give hope for those that believe and also to create an urgency that we would fulfill the Great Commission to go into all the world to make disciples. It's about God loving the entire world that no one would perish. That's what that, co- so a fear is driving. That is something that really has to be submitted to the foot of God, because that is not the spirit of God to create that through his, when we look at the end times, is to be afraid. It's act- So I think what can often happen is, and even when you read through the the New Testament, there's there's references about the end times in the gospels and also in Paul's teachings. But when we read about it, we can start to wonder like, when is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? And yeah, those are interesting conversations, but there's many mysteries to it and it's actually not the focus. The focus is on who and why is God doing this? You know, and what's like, why is this happening in the sense of like, what, what's, our teaching us? what's our response? What's our response
0: to be, Exactly. In these times.
1: Exactly. Like why? God, you're allowing this to happen. So what are you teaching? That's what I meant. Not why, but what are you teaching? Who and the what? Like what? Not so much the how and when, but the who and the what. So what are you teaching us? What are you calling us to do in this hour? And so when we read in that, it's really about urgency. It's about watchfulness. It's about prayer. It's about the commission. It's about a heart for the loss, a heart for revival. But most importantly, our eyes fixed on God. So all of those things, in the end times, yes, we don't know. Those are the mysteries, the how and the when those things will happen. People will tell you what they're going to tell you, but it says only God and the Trinity only know. Like that's it. And when the time comes, it'll be an appointed time that none of us have any control over and none of us can predict. And it could happen when we least expect it. It can happen thousands of years from now. We don't know. Now we do see an acceleration. I think we also can look and, you know, we do watch Israel. I think that's a very prophetic nation to keep your eyes on. Absolutely. Because what's happening in Israel is going to be a huge part of revelation. But I feel that we can easily get caught so much in the other details and the mysteries and really lose sight on, on God, on who of pursuing him and allowing him to show us what he wants us to do in this season and now. Because if we are moving towards end times, let's just say, things are not going to get better. If you think all of a sudden the whole government is going to be all Christian and our whole nation, no. It, Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. And if times get further and further away, godless nations, we will reap into our nations what all the fruits of godlessness bring. It talks about that's that right. in Deuteronomy, life and blessing. We will. Now, we are blessed internally by God, but we may live in a society that's oppressive. And many people listening today, you might have come from countries that have been extremely oppressive and have experienced incredible trauma in from where you've been yeah. born and raised. Yeah. And you've seen this firsthand. Our Western world, we don't even have a grid for this. So now we look at this, we think, like, oh, this is the end times. I think, okay god is right. wanting us to have grit he's wanting us to be resolved he's wanting to say will you follow me and trust me even if everything in the natural feels imprisoning or dark will you praise me in the prison will you praise me if it even feels like you're restricted or chained will you praise me and watch i will open wide the floodgates and the prisons of your heart you will never be bound doesn't matter what oh, the outside is it. right it doesn't matter no. So I feel like the end times, if this is moving towards it, we cannot stop this, the time clock. No, it's moving towards an appointed time. But if it's not, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you're responsible for how you live your life now. You don't even guarantee tomorrow. You're not even guaranteed tonight. So I think we have to be very careful not to look so much in the Bible and to develop our own perspectives on the how and the whens and put things into scripture that are not there. But what God, what Jesus does tell us often is about focus, but always points it back to him and the father and what we are to do. And it's always about urgency, prayerfulness, watchfulness, diligence, commissioning,
0: like endurance, perseverance. This is it. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. You know, as you were sharing that, I thought of, you know, right back to Genesis and the tree of the, of, you know, eating from the tree of good and evil and wanting, like our human fleshly desire to want to know. And I feel like sometimes it just takes over. Even as we read the scriptures, it takes over. We're reading it. We're like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what's happening. It's our literal fleshly desire to know good and evil, to be able to discern, to kind of be our like, be our own God and decide, oh, this is the time. This is it. I know it. I know it. You know, like it's, again, this wants to take over us again and again and again and again in every part of our lives and everything that we do. We want to be our own God. We want to call the shots, say when, say how, say how it's going to be. Whereas again, the point of what Jesus was pointing to and why he said, Hey, here are the signs, recognize the signs. It's not so that we can predict when he's coming. It's so that he can Show us how we are to live as those so signs come, as those divisions come, as those tensions come, as relational tension comes. How are you called to live? What did he say? Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Okay. So we know if you're having tensions in your family, in your friendships, what are you called to do? Love them and pray for and them. Right and pray for them. He tells us what to do. He tells us how to live as all of these things are happening and unfolding. And I fully agree with you. As you've said, like, I fully agree that if things are happening in the world that are lining up towards the coming end, which they are, but they may be for many, many, many more years to come. We don't know. If they are, I so agree with you. We can't stop it. We can't stop it. And so God is above all of that. Our allegiance is to him above it all. One thing I do want to say about, you know, even Canadian rights and all of that stuff that, you know, has definitely been infringed upon in this season in a, in a pretty huge way. Um, and yeah, some like it, it can be potentially scary. As we come out of it, it we're going to see if the government is going to keep sort of holding some of the lines that maybe cross over on, uh, you know, what what our Canadian chartered rights would be. Um, But one thing that I, I would say about all of that, a lot of people are using scripture to sort of fight against, you know, what the government is saying we can and can't do. The reality is that to date right now, the government, the Canadian government has never said that we can't worship that it, this, this isn't like a book of Daniel yet, mm-hmm, yet mm-hmm. kind of situation where, you know, the they're telling us that we can't worship. And so, yes, they are telling us we can't gather and the restrictions are around gathering. And yes, would we say that, some, you know, we get there's lots of things we can say about how they've handled it or the types of rules that they've put on churches and are they appropriate or not and da-da-da-da-da. Lots of opinions that we can say around that. But one thing I think is really, really important is that like our authority is God over the government, but but the scriptures tell us to respect the authority that is set in place as long as it doesn't violate scripture. And so again, I just think that's a really important tension to manage because you know for us in leadership we have chosen and it's been a we felt that it was a biblical um, a biblical decision but we've chosen to honor the guidelines and the guidance that has been given to us in order to protect Canadians. And we've, we've chosen to honor our leaders and honor the government and follow and respect the guidelines, even though we would have preferred not to, but we've chosen to do that. And we feel like that is honoring to God according to scripture. Now, if they said to us, you are not allowed in Canada to worship, we would worship anyways. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So again, like I. If it doesn't violate God's, what God tells us to do and how God tells us to live, if it comes down to a book of Daniel where it says, bow down to this other God, guess what? We're not bowing. We're no. standing. Yeah. We are going to stand in that day. So I think there's, it's important to make that distinction. Yeah. Between Recognize what the times and the seasons and yeah, what's actually happening. Yeah. And what violates God's law. Yes. Now, some people have said, oh, you know, they're violating, you know, it, it, Forget not the the assembling of yourselves together and da 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 da, and sure, like we can we can get into an argument about that, but the reality is we are gathering online, we are finding other ways that in Western culture we are able to connect and to gather and still come together and worship the Lord and come together and fellowship as believers. Um, you know whether it's Zoom prayer, whether it's Heartstrong, whether it's Sunday services online, all those things we are coming together and doing those things. Now, if they ever said you can't worship you cannot speak the name of Jesus, you cannot, we would do it, we would do it anyway, because that violates the word, you know, the scripture, which is our higher authority. So I think that's just important. I think that's an important piece in the midst of kind of a season like this, where the tensions around rights and the tensions around our, like our first allegiance is to God. It is, that's our first allegiance. But in the scriptures, the the scriptures tell us, obey the authorities that are in place, as long as it doesn't violate, Hmm. you know, and so, yeah.
1: Lord, that is really powerful. Yeah. That is so powerful. And I think even as we've been talking about, as we're kind of closing up here about revelation and about the times and the seasons, and ultimately we need the discernment of the Holy Spirit in all of our lives. We need discernment in in. Each church needs discernment of what God's asking them to do with them and with each church family, your own lives, your own family. Like we all have to kind of own where God has placed us and given us with great wisdom. And that's my prayer right now in this season. God, give us wisdom and discernment to understand the seasons and the times and not to misinterpret it or get ahead or to panic or to be motivated by fear but to be motivated by love and humility and to walk what you've asked us to walk. And I think as we all collectively ask the Lord to help us to grow in those areas, it's going to be phenomenal how the church is going to maneuver through this. And you know, God's hand is with us. And if God is with us, who could be against us? And the last thing I just want to just make mention of, you know, as much as we've been talking all about this, I've also noticed, and we've talked about the prophetic voice and it's really been rising. It's always been there, God has used prophets, but now that spiritual gift of the prophetic, we see really rising in this season and we've experienced that in our church here. I know in my own personal life in the past couple of years, it's been a complete different shift than probably years prior. But I have to say as much as you're talking about the government and the authority is always God in his word, the same thing is with prophetic words. There's many prophetic words coming out about the end times or what the government should be doing or prophetic words about politics. That's not to say that that does happen. God does talk about using the prophetic to utter mysteries, to kind of give a forewarning or to give a way to pray a direction. But most importantly, to understand that the prophetic is coming through broken people we're all broken. And it's partial. And it's partial. It's only like through a glass dimly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when you hear a prophetic word, first off, that person needs to like be re- accountable be for accountable. what they say. And if they're wrong, they need to be able to admit I was wrong, especially when they make big statements, political statements, or read a sign of the time, like by this time next year, Jesus is coming back. <laughs> if they're wrong. They need to publicly apologize. That's part of the prophetic ac- like accountability. But if you hear a prophetic word, it never ever overpasses the word of God ever ever it always should be tested by the word of God and if it's a real prophetic word it'll come to pass right it'll be real and true and if it's not it's to be made accountable that, that wasn't true but it's to be dismissed it's never to be held on to like that is the truth you're anchoring in it is never to anchor you in a truth God uses the prophetic to allow us exactly to kind of give us a picture an inside like a quick picture say this is how i want you to live or a direction yeah where i'm bringing you so you can pray and mm-hmm. rally never to um cause you to move away from the word of god and to focus more on that than you were on god's word right and so i just want to we've been talking a little bit about media and also i've watched a lot of these prophetic voices okay. and like you were saying on youtube anybody could grab their phone and say anything they want Just make sure to dial some of that down. If you find like you're taking a lot of that in and literally anchoring it like truth. Yeah. Like really like truth. Take it before the Lord and honestly hold it lightly. Prophetic words to be held lightly.
0: Yeah. What would you, what would you say? Like, I think that's, uh, that's so good. That's really wise and sound. You know, Jesus is the capital P prophet, you know, fulfilled the final one that came to bring us the way, the, the Mm -hmm. actual way of, of life and salvation. You know, when you think of prophecy now, post Jesus, post Holy spirit being poured out, you know, um, even Corinthians says that it's for the edification and building up of the body of Christ. And, you know, I noticed that most of the prophetic words, you know, that even you and I get or sense, they're much more about like, like, Shedding light on a part of who Jesus is, and being invited into receiving that part of Jesus, you know, for our lives in in sort of a declarative way, you know, um, see Jesus in this way and come and be a part of this. Do you think that there is the need because of Jesus and Scripture already what we've been given in Scripture, what we've already been told and promised for prophetic words that are that are. Uh, very very specific like this is going to happen type of prophetic words or do you think that it's more like as corinthians says for edification and building up of the body of christ for encouragement what do you what do you think about even the prophetic in that in that sense just personally
1: yeah i think i think god uses different like there's different capacities and different calls you have some that really do have a call for a nation they they really see things on a very much a political scale or a high scale. And I think we have to take a step back and say, okay, God, are you speaking? Is this something you're speaking to this person? Is this something we should take heed of? But once again, everything should be tested. But it's just like when I think of pastors, I think of leaders. Everyone has a different capacity, different call, a different burden. And some it's for the local... That is the ultimate gift of the prophetic, is to edify, and to build up. But there is those those offices, those places that people do step into a much more significant role in bringing probably some directional, greater directional leadership, and the prophetic voice is exactly is really powerful I, to be I used.
0: Think, I think it's really important too, though, that prayer always goes with the prophetic hand in hand, like. Like sometimes you see people that sort of go off on the prophetic and I don't know, it can become indulgent in the Mm -hmm. sense of like, like having this sense of knowing what's going to happen. Or if you sense that God's given you a knowing of something that's going to happen or even like specific things like a word of knowledge gift or something like that. But I think the first reason God would even give us that information is to go to prayer is to take those things to prayer and we need real wisdom on when we bring those things publicly especially if they're very specific because like you said you are accountable first to God, you'll stand before him for every word that you speak. But secondly, to the people that you share that with and the message mm-hmm. that you share that with. So I think there is a lot of caution mm-hmm. around all of that. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's really good. Wow. What an unpacking, eh? We yeah. talked about COVID yeah. and all that we're going through, end yeah. times, yeah. politics. It is crazy. And prophetic. It is absolutely crazy. Okay. I have one more, <laughs> one more thing I think we okay. need to talk about. Okay. That I think People are feeling the tensions of right now around vaccines. So, what do you think? Why do you think this is like such a sensitive question? like people are like so I was chatting with a neighbor just chatting with one of my neighbors and you know uh, we were just having this conversation about the vaccine and she was saying like I feel so much pressure she's like I'm a little nervous about it you know she was just uh, having some some you know uh, caution and just like even physically and uh, medical she's like but I can't tell anybody that like I get so much judgment and so much pressure you know and I, I mean it you, the messaging is everywhere. So for people who feel a little bit of hesitancy around it, there's a lot of like, and you feel like, can you, can you, ask someone have you been vaccinated yet like what what is all of that about isn't that a weird it is so hard of navigating all of it it is
1: it is a very odd that i thing. think people are feeling they are feeling and it shows also this is me just saying this yeah. very frankly it shows the power of media too like there is a medical aspect i'm not diminishing that and the importance and we're please don't send us an email. I'm not an anti-vaxxer or up here <laughs> saying anything about yeah, that. We don't want
0: any hate mail. No, about we don't this. want We're hate really mail. we really trying to not we be love our n- super yeah. opinionated here. Totally. Because
1: we love our nurses and our doctors and medical <laughs> professionals. And we think we all work together and I, in no way are we, but you know, we also need to give each other permission to work it out as well. But it doesn't seem like there's the same like <laughs> room yeah. to even say, I I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I, or even if you were like if there's yeah. lots of people that have never taken a shot their entire life. Right. But somehow now it's become like, you don't love me if you don't, or you, it's become even some for spiritual. Like it's actually right. like, if you take a vaccine, you don't trust God. Right. Wow. Like this is a very, that, right. I, I don't think that's ever come up with any other vaccine. No. <laughs> conversation it's a no. medical decision you're putting something into your body right. and you've really got to take time if you feel hesitant Do some research, but doesn't seem to be like you feel comfortable even sharing that.
0: No. I've heard the same thing. And how about even I've heard the same thing from people? I've had several people even talk to me about tensions within their own families. Yeah. That like if they choose to get the vaccine, they can't tell their parents or if they you know, like these tensions like right in the middle of families, like that they have to lie to people that they got it, or they have to lie to people that they didn't get it. Oh
1: yeah. oh yeah I I've had many telephone calls where I, I've had people even say like I'm not gonna be able to tell my my spouse oh because it is such a, like it's got so much tension and I'm like wow this is like quite an interesting yeah. thing so I think yeah. once again everyone needs to take a little bit of a deep breath yeah and if you are feeling a little bit of a hesitancy I think we need to say it's you've got to like take some time. You've got to take, take some, some time. time like, yeah. don't do it out of fear or to panic or pressure. Yeah. You've got to do it like because you feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. Because if you don't, there, yeah. it'll have its own ripple yeah. effect until you do. Yeah. But even in that, yeah. we need to all give each other the grace and yeah. the permission yeah. to do what we really feel is what we feel is best for ourselves and our, yeah. our situations. And it's very different for a lot of people. And you know what? Funny enough, a friend of mine I was talking to, um, their spouse is not like the healthiest and they were just saying like they actually don't feel ready because they're so afraid they're actually a bit more afraid of the side effects so even that they're just taking their time because the consequences for them on their body when they have had different medications has been severe okay so i think sometimes we don't know what everyone is experiencing we don't know what their experiences have been with medications with other family members or even their own caution right please just let's just love each other and give each other space. Like yeah, really, yeah. I find it very interesting because even, and I think this is a whole other podcast, but even social media, media, all of this is fanning this, like yeah. you do it this way or there's something it's.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Or we shame you or we shame or we you. cancel you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it's true.
1: Or you're, yeah, you're not a good Canadian. If you don't right now sign up, like, right. you know, you really have to feel the freedom to that's part of the freedom of your right. Like,
0: yeah, this yeah, is your yeah. body. Like yeah. you're putting something in yeah. and you have to be ready for it's it. It's so funny. We uh, sold something on Kijiji. So this <laughs> random person came over to the house to, to get it. And, um and they, <laughs> so they were wearing a mask and I wasn't wearing my mask. I was outside and I said, Oh, sorry. Like I can go get my mask. Said, oh no, no, that's okay. And so this person, <laughs> I'd never heard this before, but this person was like, no, no, I'm wearing my mask um just to protect you. I'm, I'm totally immune. And I was like, Oh, why? Like, have you, did you have a coat? Like, he's like, yeah, I I have the antibodies already. My doctor tested me. He's telling me all like his medical history about like, so I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So, like, I felt like because he was telling me all this, I could ask him questions. So, I started <laughs> to ask him questions like, oh, you just got like a test at your doctor? And he's like, yeah, you know, my dog, you know, I have uh, a very rare blood type and blah, blah, blah. I already have the antibodies. I said, oh, did you have COVID? Is that like why you have it? And he's like, no, no, I didn't have it. I, I could never get it because I uh, like just from my Neand- Neanderthal days, like, and he's going on about like, he's just like, I've always had this and I'm immune. And da and I'm like, oh okay. I was just like, so there's like all spectrum. Of like people from all kinds all of different over. yeah and
1: every country is facing this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? And it's funny. Like and it's it's I mean I mean funny in the sense of like, you know, you just get all kinds of different stories, oh, wow. perspectives, medical perspectives, medical histories. All. When would you
1: ever sell something Kijiji and start talking about antibodies <laughs> and your doctor appointment with someone you didn't know?
0: I know. But isn't I it know crazy. Yeah. But there is yeah. like this yeah.
1: incredible there's also The media, social media, there's a lot of noise that we have to kind of take down a notch. And I think that's what we're trying to say today. Just dialing down some of that, that noise space and just dialing up, like just getting before the Lord. And I love, we were on Strong the other day and I want to say there was one of the, the, um, one of my women I look up to greatly and she just saying, she really felt like she really spent some time in prayer about it. I really felt like yes, this was her next step to go and get the vaccine, and I just want to be like, that's exactly it. Like if you're not sure, pray about it. Yes, yes, pray about it. Yes, yes. And at the end of the day, you've got to make that decision between you and God and within your family. And I think we just have to allow that grace. And but let's get on our knees. Let's just get
0: on our knees and let's just love each other through it. Yeah, for sure. You You know, know one last cool story about all of this um, you know, my own mom, like my own mom, she, she was kind of in this camp of people who like, she doesn't get any vaccines. Like she, and she's super healthy, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a woman in her sixties and she, she just, yeah, like she wasn't going to get it, not because she was necessarily against it. Um, but just because she just didn't feel like she needed it. And she has never got a vaccine before and just didn't have any, any sort of like sense of like needing to get it. But she did say, um, she would always say, uh, but if I had, you know, if I want to travel and I need it, I'll get it. Like, or if, you know, they, I can't play sports, like I can't go play with in my pickleball club or whatever, I'll get it. So anyways, one day she was just spending some time with the Lord and she felt this deep conviction come over her. She felt like the Lord just brought this very, very deep conviction and she just had a repentance moment because she felt like as she was sort of praying through this and saying these things to the Lord, like if I need to travel or if I, you know, need it for pickleball, I'll get it. Um, And the Lord just said to her, there's a lot of I in this prayer. Mm -hmm. And she felt this instant conviction and she really felt like just come over her like, wow, like I've been thinking about this through the lens of myself only mm. and not through the lens of anybody else. And she just felt really, like she said, she just had an unbelievable moment with the Lord of like mm. deep repentance. And um, yeah, and I, I feel like I can share this story because she won't, wa- she feels like she can share the story publicly with anybody Mm -hmm. um but yeah she had a real change of heart and so Mm -hmm. went and booked her vaccine right away and and Mm -hmm. got it and just yeah just felt like even her own perspective around not really didn't have to do with anything else except for herself and felt like that wasn't Mm -hmm. you know how she's called to to live um and so i just thought that was a beautiful story that she shared you know really openly with me and again i share that just to say this is part of the very personal journey that we're Mm -hmm. all on with Mm -hmm. the Lord. And I love that you just encouraged people, you know, if you are feeling tensions or hesitancy about it, pray about it. And if you have been vaccinated, but you feel judgmental about people who are hesitant about it, pray about that too, because that is not okay either. Absolutely. Neither of those spirits, whether uh, uh, one that maybe is self-serving or maybe one that is judgmental of others none of those are the heart of the Lord and so again this whole conversation really is about again opening our hands and laying down like our strong individualistic opinions and really just becoming more like Jesus and learning how to do the greatest commandment that he gave us when he left he said love each other as Mm. I have loved you that's he summed it all up in that one that's what I called you to do okay Mm. okay so it comes right back to it's about the who and the what he's asking us to do. Yeah.
1: This is what this is all about. It's yeah. actually not about all these things. Yeah. It's about him being yeah. king and lord of our lives and all things. Yeah. And us serving him the way, uh, serving one another the way he's asked us to yeah. serve. It's beautiful. And love each other. That's beautiful. Well, beautiful. what a great way to end. We kind yeah. of tied it all up in a bow. Full circle. Full, Full circle. circle well, today, as you've yeah. been watching and listening and you know, I, we just want you to know that you are deeply loved and significant. And we just pray that you would know that your King is with you. And no matter what you are facing, no matter what those tensions may be, those yeah. con- the conflicting yeah. feelings, responses, family situations, we want you to know your King goes before you follow him, keep your eyes on yeah. him, yeah. keep your heart tender because he will lead you
0: into great peace Yeah, and hold fast hold fast in this season. It's almost over. We're almost entering into a new season. Hold fast. We've got this. We can do this. We'll see you soon. I just want to say a big amen. When you say we're (laughs) almost there, amen. May it be Lord.
1: Hold fast. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of
0: life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.